Welcome to the Wolverine Digest podcast, the best spot for objective and authentic coverage of Michigan athletics. If you want open dialogue, honest opinions, and in-depth coverage of the maize and blue, this is the podcast for you. And now, here's your host, Brandon Brown, joined as always by Chris Breiler. Welcome everybody to the live stream tonight. Uh, I'm excited, man. Back in my home base, not sitting out on the deck, being blinded by the sun, sweating. Thank goodness, man. You look, no. you look better in the basement lighting. You know that sun yeah. lighting was just too much. I was too intense. trying to finish. Had yeah. the soundboard, trying to figure that out, but we made it, and I'm back, and I'm excited, and we should be excited because tonight we are joined by sophomore wide receiver Roman Wilson. Yesterday we had sophomore wide receiver and roommate of Roman Wilson, AJ Henning. I didn't realize they were roommates and we're going to have them back to back, but super excited to talk to Roman. Hasn't done a lot of media stuff. Uh, and when I was covering recruiting, Roman was all the way out on the island, all the way out in Hawaii. So I don't, we didn't have a lot of communication. So Roman, super excited to have you, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. So let's, let's start right there. The, the challenges of being recruited as a kid from Hawaii, the time difference, the distance, the, uh, the the expense of getting to the mainland and doing all that stuff. How crazy was that? And and how did that, how did that affect like the process that everybody else is going through in a much, much different way? Uh, for me, like being from Hawaii, it was like, I got so many crazy stories of like the things I've been through, but basically like to summarize that my dad worked for the, for the airlines. So, you know, I was able to go to camps. I mean, the flights is like it's still a hard flight, like the travel and fly standby. I mean, I went to a few camps, mostly like openings and things like that. But I mean, it, it's really hard getting recruited. No matter how good you are, like it's just you never know when a coach is going to see you or not. And obviously, Michigan, not anywhere near where you know. I know following recruiting a lot of Hawaiian kids. It's it's often West Coast, and that's about it. You go to California, maybe Washington, Oregon, kind of stay up in the Pacific Northwest. But you got all the way to Ann Arbor. How how did that happen? How did a school like Michigan get involved with you being from Hawaii and just how it all came together? Um, I remember when I was the first time I I really started to blow up was after the opening. Uh, I like ran a four three. I had a really good day. And like I blew up, got a bunch of offers. I, I remember Coach Gaddis called me up, like in between classes, and told me. But they said, um, you know, apparently, like they kind of knew from me, knew about me when some of the coaches were still working at Bama. So I mean, Coach Gaddis, I mean, obviously knew who I was. I feel like Coach Harbaugh having his like satellite camp, like a long time ago. I don't know if you guys remember that, but yeah. a long time ago he came to Hawaii and like. That was my first real time. I was introduced to Coach Harbaugh and, you know, Michigan, and it was, it was a big deal for me. Obviously, those satellite camps changed up a little bit. Did you get a sense that there was real interest? I mean, obviously, Coach Harbaugh, big name. He was going all over the place for these satellite camps. He comes all the way out to Hawaii. He meets you and talks to you. At that moment, that very, very first moment, did you think, like, I, I might end up at Michigan, or was it, like, not even on your on your radar yet? Well, I was um, – when he came, I was a freshman. And, like, I had a phenomenal camp, too. But, I mean, I didn't really think anything of it. Like, I'm, I was still young. It's crazy to think about now that I, I see him damn near, like, every day. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, back then, there's no way I thought I was going to end up here. That's cool. That's cool. That's awesome. And and so you get to Michigan, and, you know, you're excited to get your freshman season started, and then COVID hits, right? And, and you know, we've talked to every player um, and and – 
though the responses are kind of the same. Everybody sort of had a unique experience and how the 2020 season impacted them individually. Um, how, how did that wild year impact you, you know, during your freshman year, you were obviously fairly productive. You know, I think you led all freshman receivers in production. Um, but how did that affect you personally? Um, I mean, as bad as COVID is and, like, all the bad things that come with it, like, I, I truly like to believe in, like, all things are a blessing, like, in disguise. Um, you know, obviously with me, like, I, I made the most of it. But, I mean, like, unfortunately the way things turned out, I mean, that's, that's out of our – a lot of people's controls. And, you know, I mean, there's nothing you can do if you, about getting sick or, you know, trying to prevent getting sick. I mean, health always comes first and – you know, I think that's just the bottom line of it. I think we want to take care of people and, and do all the correct things first. Yeah. And and as a team, you know, how much did just kind of the craziness of it all impact you or, or how unpredictable everything was? You know, like you show up, you're practicing, and then everything gets put on pause, and then you're back practicing. Can you talk a little bit about just how, you know, the confusion and the uncertainty had an impact on the team as a whole? Yeah, just getting like – we used to get tested every day in the morning before I lived, so I mean – you just never know. You'd be working out with a dude, and then the trainers would come in and be like, "Like, hey, man, you got to go. And then you won't see this guy for like two weeks. And then, you know, you just never know who it was going to be. I mean, and it's not like you get COVID, you come back, and you're just back to you. Like, you come back, and you're like, you don't feel like the same person at first. Like, you got to get back in shape. And, yeah, it's just it's not as simple like or as easy as it is, like what it sounds like. It was, it's been, it's been crazy to hear from different guys in different walks of their career. Like you guys as freshmen last year, I mean, almost didn't even get started really. And then some seniors were like, dang, like my career's over. And then it wasn't. And then it's just like, I just can't imagine the roller coaster that some of you guys had. How crazy was it, do you think? And what did you see from your teammates that were fellow freshmen to, you know, to the top, you know, the fifth year senior guys who didn't know if they'd ever play football again? Um, Definitely a lot of emotions just from being like, oh, man, like, this is my last year. Like, I got to give everything I got. And then it turns out to be like, like, this this is my last year. It's not how I want it to be. But, you know, it's great to see some people come back and, and really put their all in to this, to this next year. I mean, I really learned a lot from a lot of the people that come back. And I also learned a lot from the people that left. I mean, a lot of our draft picks were, like, some of the people I looked up to this year, and I wish I was able to, you know, play a little – more with them you know Nico I haven't been around Nico that much but you know for the moment I met him I knew he's a dude I could look up to and like talk to and ask him questions anytime yeah that that's awesome and and you know you talk about kind of you know going into this next season I'm curious what what is the mentality you know obviously with last year you know two and four is not um, normal for a Michigan football program, right? We're, we're not used to seeing, you know, the program struggle to that extent. How are you guys viewing what occurred last year? Are you, you know, using it as motivation? Is it something that you guys talk about and think about, or is it one of those things where it's sort of, you know, it's in the rear view mirror, out of sight, out of mind, we've just moved on? Well, definitely nobody needs to talk about it. Like we all know what the mission is this year. And like me personally, like you can't settle for less. Like it's not, it's not just like beat that school. It's, it's like we trying to go all the way. Like, I'm not trying to settle for anything less. I mean, I don't really have goals, or I don't feel like our team should have goals because the sky should be the limit. And anything that's able for us to have, we should go out there and get it. When you look at who's going to be on the field this year, there are going to be some new faces. There's a lot of new coaches, you know, trying to figure out who the best is, who the best fit is at every position. 
And uh, there's just a lot of question marks going in at a lot of different positions, but there is a lot of talent. Is there anybody that uh, you can say yourself even? Who, who do you think stood out this spring that maybe uh, Michigan fans haven't seen a lot of before? That's a hard one for me. Um, I mean, as far as, like, besides, the, like, the receiver position, you know, I noticed uh, Donovan had a really good spring. Um, basically, like, all the bigger-name freshmen had, had really good springs. Um, I haven't really looked into it. One person I say, like, might be, like, in next year, even this year, would be uh, McBurrows. You know, I see a lot of upside with him too. I know that's that's not a name like you hear a lot. Maybe not. I don't know, but I mean, I can see a bright future in him too. Yeah, and and you know, we speak about spring ball. Um, Coach Harbaugh said on a podcast, uh, I think it was fairly recently, that you had actually missed a majority of spring ball with a soft tissue injury. Can you talk about just kind of where you're at in the process and heading into fall camp? You know, are you are you fully healed? Are you good to go? Where where does that stand? No, I'm good. I'm I'm good to go. I okay. feel good. I mean, yeah, it's a blessing in the sky. So I mean, you know, my hamstring feels really good. You know, I, I'm moving faster than ever, so I feel great. Okay. You know, when we were when we were in Indianapolis for Big Ten Media Days, we heard, you know, a new a new sense of urgency about about Ohio State and talking about the two and four season, and that wasn't us. And a lot of the yeah, I don't know if they got together and had a plan like this is the stuff we're going to say, but it was it was a very consistent message across the board from Hassan, you know, Josh Ross, and Aiden Hutchinson. I just wonder if you've noticed the difference between last year's team and this year's team with some of the guys that are now stepping into a leadership role, all the new coaches on the staff. Just There's been a lot of changes across the board. I wonder how different it looks and feels from someone on the inside. Um, I haven't been here like this is only my second year. And you know, definitely, some was definitely off last year. But I, de- like, I feel the difference between us and I want to say the pressure, but the like motivation to like put in that extra work to beat that school. I mean, it's not like, I mean, that's that's what I think about and like almost every day. So, I mean, that, that's the goal. And how much do you think? How much do you think the new coaching staff? has had an impact on the mentality of this team because, you know, during the offseason, Coach Harbaugh made significant changes to his assistant coaching staff from everything we've heard from the players we've spoken to. You know, these guys have, have had a, a very positive impact on the locker room. What is it you've seen from the new guys who've joined the staff? Uh, they're all like a lot of young guys, a lot of energy, uh, great coaches from what I can see. Um, you know, just the different like mentality towards practice they bring – like the energy and like how motivating they are to our players. And, you know, they, I feel like they come in, they really change how practice was and like the intensity and the things we do at practice, like they give a lot of meaning to. Yeah. I asked, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say, you mentioned that you've only been here for two years. Obviously you're, you're pretty young in your Michigan career, but how, what's the difference in Roman Wilson year two versus Roman you? Wilson year one in what ways do you think you've grown as a football player definitely year one I was definitely motivated to come in here and just like do it like be as good as I can be and things like that uh year two like I just kind of want to like run with this thing like I don't want to be like that backup player like I kind of want to be like like that guy I mean, that, that's my motivation, and that's, like, the things I do. I feel like I matured a lot from last year 
and you know I'm really committed like to this program and, and doing this whole thing right. I wanted to ask a little bit about the coaching staff. I asked, we asked AJ the same thing yesterday. All most of the changes came on the defensive side of the ball in terms of the coaching staff, but he said even though he's an offensive player, obviously you are too, that he could he could feel it. I wondered if you if you noticed the same thing with guys that you're not spending every day with because they're defensive coaches, and if maybe there's one or two guys who you've bonded with maybe more than you thought they would since they are defensive coaches. Um, I mean, I don't really see him a lot. So, I mean, I want to say I bond with them. I don't see, like, I see him probably, like, at practice. I mean, they're all great people. I, I, I talk to them when I see him, but it's not like we, like, I don't like, we're not meeting together or anything like that. Right. So, I think for a lot of fans from the outside looking in, you know, they look at this roster and they see a guy like Roman Wilson, AJ Henning, Ronnie Bell, you know, they see all these weapons that are on the roster. And yet, you know, I talked about it a little bit with AJ yesterday that you look at where the Michigan offense has fell. I think over the last two years, um, it's been somewhere like number 67 or number 72 in the country. You guys know the talent that you have in the room and on the roster. How good can this offense be? I, I really do believe that we can be the best, like, even I never heard that before. Say like sixty something is ridiculous. Like I easily feel like any year we can be top five. I mean, that's just what I'm gonna believe in, no matter what we're doing out there, because we have the ability to do that. We have we have the talent, the motivation, we have everything. I mean, there's no reason we we shouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, and obviously, you know, your your speed is uh, well known and well discussed. I guess I, I, from from those of us looking in, uh, we talked to AJ about it a little bit. I think we might have asked him who was the fastest between the two of you. I know there's <laughs> AJ's out there. You got Daxton Hill, who's pretty quick. You know, do you still hold that title as fastest guy on the team? Uh, I mean, I'll be, I'm always gonna say I am, but I'm not gonna disrespect anyone. Else. <laughs> that's, that's my correct answer. That's exactly what AJ said. He said, I'm going to say I'm the fastest, and I know Roman will probably say the same thing because, yeah, I mean, like, you know, you mentioned Dax, and obviously receivers are all all fast. That's why you play the position. Ronnie can run. I mean, you know, everybody in there can run. But you and AJ did come in as kind of like the track guys. You you could look up the track numbers and see that both of you can run, throw on the helmet, the shoulder pads, carrying a ball. I asked AJ who was the faster, who was faster. He said him. I mean, you know, that's that's something for you two to discuss, I guess. But let's talk a little bit about AJ. You know, we asked before we started going live here, you know, is he creeping around the background? Is he going to jump in and mess with you or anything? Um, you got a kid from Hawaii. You got a kid from Illinois come in together. I think the only two receivers from the class, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I'm assuming there was a pretty strong bond right away, and now you guys are roommates. Just what's he like? What's what's the day-to-day -day life like with you two away from football and in uh, in your place there? Um, I mean, we should be hanging out. I mean, there's not too much to do. We should be focused on football. I know AJ definitely does the TikTok. Like, more than <laughs> I, just, I just be on there to have fun. I mean, I, like, I don't know. He'd be dancing and stuff. So, I, just, I mean, that's him. I mean, we should be hanging out. Like, sometimes we play games. <laughs> Cool. I'm curious. I'm curious. Can you like, are you ever like in the apartment and you're sitting there chilling and then you hear like something in the other room and you're like, there he is again. He's on TikTok. He's doing some kind of dance well, or something. I, I never hear it, but I mean, yeah, sometimes. I don't do the dances. I mean, that's my limit. 
Well, you did have one that blew up quite a bit, though, right? I think I yeah, saw it get on, uh, I think maybe even Barstool Sports yeah, and shared this. Yeah, I got one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got one. I don't, I mean, I don't really care. Like, that's their opinion. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Yeah. That's no, that, so funny, man. That stuff that is, is hilarious. So, funny. so um, I wonder, did you guys know each other at all coming in, like through the recruiting process? Did you get to know each other, go on a visit at the same time? Like how how did the friendship and the and the bond kind of start? Uh, like we don't really talk, but I met him at the Polynesian Bowl. Okay, funny. I was like walking out of the elevator and I saw him. And I was like, I was like one of the only like times we we talked for a little bit. There you go. New new budding friendship that probably didn't expect to happen. I forget. Do you guys get you don't get to pick, or do you get to pick who your freshman roommate is, or do they just say like you two are together as we start camp and here we go? Um, I mean, I'm sure you could probably pick, but I mean, they always just put me and AJ together every time. There you go. Fair there enough. Go. Fair enough. So I know you you touched on this a little bit earlier, but I, I do want to focus in on Ohio state just a little bit here to, to, you know, to close things out. Um, you know, when we were at big 10 media days, I think the guys that were there spent the vast majority of their time talking about Ohio state, talking about the rivalry, talking about, you know, that there's a different approach going into this year than, than what they've been accustomed to in years past. I'm curious what is the difference you've noticed in the focus? Like we see that we see the signs in the weight room. What are you doing to beat Ohio state? But what are some of the things maybe that, you know, we're not seeing on the outside looking in that you guys are doing to prepare for Ohio state? I'd say like definitely just like, you know, like really putting in like our coaches, strength coaches talk about it, like really putting in our head, like you don't want to be like, what are you going to do when it comes to like that day? Like, are you going to be ready for it? Or are you going to be the guy that, like, wish you would have pushed a little harder, like, like 100 days back? So, I mean, like, it's just like it, like it, it gets serious. Like, it's not a joke. Like, it, like, it gets real. And I feel like, you know, you can you can see the signs and you can make jokes about it. But, like, for us, like, like it gets serious. Yeah, and, and I'm wondering, does, does it give you – not that you need any extra motivation, but – the fact that they're coming to Michigan Stadium in 2021, the fans are back in the big house. Do you guys as a team feel like, man, this this is – we got to take care of this this year. I mean, is, does it give a little something extra to going into this year knowing that it's it's at home and it's in front of a full crowd? I never, I never really thought about that before. But, I mean, like, uh, for sure, like, just being home. Like, I don't want them to come in here. I don't want anyone to come in here and win any games here. Like, that's my mentality for every game. That should be our team's mentality. Like, nobody should come in here. Like, this is our house, and, like, nobody should do anything in here. Did you have much knowledge about Michigan, Ohio State, being out in Hawaii and being, you know, not not in the Midwest and not knowing, you know, as much uh, about the Big Ten and just stuff like that? What was your knowledge level like coming in? I, I knew about it a little bit, but, I mean, I just knew they didn't like each other. I didn't know y'all were going to, like, why they, people go crazy over it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize it like that. Like, I remember I committed and I had like people talking shit to me. I was like, I was like, damn, like, I didn't even do anything to you. Out. I know yeah. that's that's <laughs> pretty typical. That's kind of how it goes. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so I'm I was my next follow up question just pretty much got answered. I was gonna say how long did it take you to kind of take it all in and be part of your DNA? But it sounds like it was pretty much right away. <laughs> I, it, like if we be honest, like it, I never really cared for it. Like, but like, after, once people really started talking, like on the 
on Barstool, that shit really like that pissed me off. <laughs> like that, like that really pissed me off. Yeah. I know it's like funny, it's funny to think about. Yeah. Like, even for me, I laugh at it. But it's like yeah. extra motivation for me. It's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. What do we got now, Chris? What do we well, got? Uh, you you want to go to we got some fan questions that are out yeah, there. Yeah, there's a couple. Oh, and, a couple, and, couple that popped up. One is a, a little touchy, but I, I think it's a good question. So I'll do that. We'll do that one next. But um kind of going back to you know going through spring ball, and I know you've been you've been a little hurt, but you you got last year you can lean on too. Is there you know, cornerbacks on the team that, uh, you know, really make it tough on you. Like, who, who's somebody that is, just for whatever reason, might be a tough matchup for what you do? Um, One thing I did notice, everyone on our team has different opinions on who they, like, who's the best corner. In my opinion, I think Vince uh, gives me a lot of problems, at least. He's got, like, a very long reach. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, that's about it for me. I mean, yeah. everyone's really good. And then this one, and and hey, man, like you know, you don't have to say as much if you don't have to say a lot if you don't want to. I know things happen, and it is what it is. But uh, Giles Jackson leaving, I think a lot of Michigan fans were surprised by that, and you know he did some really good things for Michigan at times, showed some flashes, and now obviously you, you got Washington coming to town week two. I just wonder what you know right there what the question says. Was it surprising, and what's you know what's the What's the feel going into that week two game where he's going to be on the other sideline now? Um, um, I would mean that's his decision. I mean, I was really close to him. I, I don't yeah. think, uh, me personally, I don't think he has anything personal going on. Uh, like his decision to leave. I mean, if he plays, he plays. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not gonna have beef with him. I mean, yeah, might like say what's up. I'm not gonna be like. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna go out there and beat him. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not tripping over him though. I'm just to leave. There you go. Keep it simple. That's it. There you go. I do. All I right. do have one last question before we hop into the final part here. All right. We 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 asked AJ yesterday, and he gave us his answer. But I want to hear it from you too. We we have. We have seen the recruiting photos coming out of Ann Arbor, and we've seen these guys trotting out in different uniform combinations with the blue pants, white top, you know, the maize top with the blue pants. Can you tell us what can fans expect to see this year in terms of alternate uniforms? So I don't even know. I don't even know what to expect, but I mean, some going, some going to happen. <laughs> that's pretty that's close. Way way that's pretty close. I mean, they're not going to put they're not going to yeah. put recruits in them and take photos and release it if it's not oh, going to yeah. be a thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we we've been figuring it out. We've been right. figuring it out. All right, we ready? Right, I think it's that time, Brandon. Let's get into it. Let's hit the music and let's go to football feud. Roman yeah, Wilson, welcome to football feud. This is the uh, the hottest game show in all of uh, the, po- the podcast world. <laughs> Um, we explained this a little bit to you before we hopped on. So we've got Blake Corum sitting in that number one spot with 19 points. We got AJ Henning in that number two spot with 19 points. Um, we're just going to roll right into it. You got five questions I'm going to ask you. You got 20 seconds to answer. Top questions are worth 10 points. After we're done, we'll go back through. We'll tally it up and we'll figure out where you fall. So, our Roman, are you ready? Yeah. All right. Clock's <laughs> going to start after the first question. First question. Go. Name something you fill with air. Is that balloon? Balloon. Okay. All right. Question number two. Name something people dig up. Uh, a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. Name something that is associated with witches. Spells. Question four. 
Name something you smell before you buy it. Mm-hmm. Question five. Name something you do in front of a mirror. Smile. All right. That's Pretty it. good. That's pretty it. Good. You know what? I know I won. I know I won. I know this, I won. Is, I, this, on. one is, this one's looking pretty promising. So let's he go was, back. <laughs> he, he, was, he was on the board high on the first two questions. He started he off strong. He, he, started he off got strong. off to a hot start. So the first question I asked you, Roman, was name something you fill with air. You said balloon. Survey says... That was That's the number, on one, answer, That's a number one answer. Number one answer. First answer. number one answer we've gotten, I believe. Ten points off the board right there. The, num- the number two question I asked was, name something people dig up. Roman said a dead body. I don't know if anybody wants to look into Roman's background, but you might want to check that out. Dead body survey says, yes, dead body. I didn't even see dead body on there. Where is it? Bones and fossils. Oh, bones and fossils. Okay, we'll get bones and fossils. That's the, that's the number two answer. That's how that works on Family Feud, for sure. All right, for so sure. you're already He's tied. 19 already. He's at 19, so I think we're going to set a new record here for sure. Oh, yeah. Question number three, I asked you, name something that is associated with witches. You said spells. Survey says, yeah. Another one. Two points. So we're two points for that one. Points, two points total. Uh, the fourth question I asked you was name something you smell before you buy it. You said fruit survey said. Is that on there? No, oh, it is. Yeah. Is it on there? It's number two. It's number two. Oh That's why okay. it threw me off. It threw I me off. It. Said okay. Fruit. Okay. So we're now at 30 points. 30 first, points. First one to hit 30 points, by the way. And for the final question, I said, name something you do in front of a mirror. You said smile survey says. That's the only matter. one not oh, on there. Not on the board. Not on the board. So 19. So 30 points. 30 You're the first points, one to hit the 30, 30 point points. mark. Roman Wilson is going to the top of the leaderboard. Uh, you know, I don't know what to tell Blake Corum and uh AJ Henning. You know, they're gonna have to come back on and do a little bit better, but uh <laughs> stunning performance. Uh, Roman, I'm sure that this is something you're going to carry with you throughout your Michigan career. We'll get you a little plaque maybe to put on the shelf. But uh, we appreciate you coming by, man. I think this was a fun conversation. Um, Definitely appreciate you taking the time out. And, Brandon, I don't know if there's anything you want to say before we close it out here. I will say that I think that was the smoothest game show we've done so far. I mean, Roman, was he was quick on the questions. What did AJ do? AJ thought he got 20 seconds per question yesterday. So the first one was like (laughs) (laughs) we're like, dude, you gotta you gotta speed it up. You gotta go faster. So um I I just wanted to finish with one thing, man. There's three days until fall camp now. We talked uh we talked to JJ about kind of the day-to-day what's going on what you guys are doing to get prepared for that i don't know if we really brought it up with with many of the other guys but as we're as we sit here roman three days away from from camp starting what what are you kind of doing what what finishing touches are you putting on the summer what kinds of things are you doing to prepare for when things get real real in in a few days um i mean obviously we've been working out for a while my body is in shape for this it's just like maintaining your body putting the right food in there uh, taking care of it, stretching out, like don't get lazy. Uh, mostly, a big thing is like your mentality. Like you don't want to lose focus on what like your goals are. You're the th- second or third person I think to mention the food aspect, the diet part. And and Mozzie Smith was like, I mean, I think if he had the power to do it, he would have given Abigail a raise. He was like, she's so important to what we do, the nutrition side of things. And I th- I wonder too if it's a little strange. I mean, you can educate me because I don't know. What kind of food change was it from Hawaii 
coming to Michigan and like how and also Abigail too. Like how important and how big is she and and what she's doing for you guys? I mean, first of all, I want to say like Abigail is probably like an infinite resource you can use every day to come out here. And you know, you can talk to her like all day about like taking care of your body and what what you should put in, what you should, what you shouldn't. I know people who gotta like call her up. Like, yo, Abigail, like, should I eat this or not? Like, is this going to help me? Like, <laughs> as well? That's true. Like, there's, there's a lot of people like that. Like, I, I have a friend that's like, yo, Abigail, can I get some ice cream? Like, sometimes <laughs> I'm joking. But the difference from Hawaii and here is definitely, like, uh, being an island, like, a lot of the food, I don't know. I like the food better in Hawaii. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I, I, that's <laughs> probably fair. Yeah, fair, yeah, fair, fair, yeah. fair thought. I got to yeah. ask, man, before we let you go, are you a spam guy? Yeah, I like spam. Well, I don't, I don't like pick up spam to eat it. Like <laughs> spam looks bees are good. Sometimes I put in like eggs and stuff. I mean, is that, what is is that, that's is that a big Hawaii? Hawaii thing? Big Hawaii. I did thing, not yeah. know that. I did you not know that. You try it though. Like you gotta get a, a Hawaiian person to cook it for you. You that's know what? It. That I think that's fair because I personally don't like spam, but I've never had think. it, and 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 all I know about it is what other people have said about it. You know, and yeah, it, it obviously a has a bad rap. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've had it. I like it. I've never had it, you know, from a Hawaiian person though. So that's probably what I need to do because I'm sure they do it right. Roman, thank you so much for the time, man. It was really fun. You killed the game. A lot of good killed answers. It. We learned about some Hawaiian culture a little bit, man. It was uh it was a learning experience for us as well. So we re- really appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Thanks for All having right, me. Yeah, yep, take, take care. care. All right, there we have it. Roman Wilson, guest number five or six, I think, for us at this point, Chris. Losing track, but yeah, it's it's nice to be able to have these guys on for sure. I definitely think they're, you know, they're giving some insight that has been, you know, missing all these other years and, and not being able to talk to them directly. I've had a lot of people reach out and say, you know, I, I just feel more connected to these guys than I ever have because this is just we, we've never gotten it every year yeah. that I've covered the team. You know, there used to be a media day, but even that was, you know, 50, 50 reporters and you you got a couple minutes with this guy, a couple minutes with that guy. You're kind of mixing it all up. You're trying to, you know, get as many as you can and then pump the content out super fast. And it just I don't know, man, this this has been a game changer for me. I've enjoyed it a ton, even even covering recruiting. Like I would catch up with these kids after a game or at a camp. It wasn't it wasn't for thirty minutes. Yeah, I mean we're we're sitting down for thirty minutes with these guys, really getting a chance to ask them kind of whatever we want. I mean, you know, we are being as respectful as we can. We're not sure. asking for trade secrets, and we're not trying to get anybody in trouble or say anything they shouldn't say. But yeah. you know, playing a playing a dumb game and asking about the you know eating spam in Hawaii, like I wasn't it's, doing that at rivals camps back in the day, and have time to yeah. do that. You know, yeah. there, just, there just wasn't time to get into stuff like that. So I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it immensely talking to these guys. And it's going to be it's going to make it even cooler when we see him on the field in a, in a month. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. It's going to be it's going to be a little tough to to be critical, you know, as yeah. you start to get to know these guys and even more than more than maybe I did in the past when I covered them as a, as recruits, but it's been really cool. It's been really cool that we've been able to do this props to you for setting a lot of them up. But honestly, like the NIL thing is, is, was the game changer. I mean, that, that was the game changer that allowed this to happen and allowed them to go out and seek, you know, seek some, uh, some payment for making an appearance here and there. And it's been, it's been really cool. So I hope everybody's enjoying it as much as we are. Cause it's been, it's been fun. It's been fun so far. What did you think of, uh, what did you think of Roman's uh, answers there on the feud? 
I thought it was pretty solid. solid. I mean, you know, uh, missed the mark on the last one, but yeah, I mean, you know, championship guy, championship answers. I mean, I know he's probably going to win some awards at Michigan, but this is this is probably going to be up there, right? Top, top spot on football feud. I, I think that this is this will stick with him for a long time. And then, you know, oh, we've <laughs> gold blue, <laughs> and we've got, right? uh, we've got we've uh, got Chris Hinton coming up on Thursday, wow. who's going to have a chance oh, Thursday, to, uh, yeah, who's going to have a chance to, you know, take that top spot. And I mean, hey, this is a guy who, uh, for me personally, I think he is poised for a monster season. He's a big dude. I think, you know, his sophomore season, you know, just like everybody else, 2020 just kind of threw a wrench into everything. Um, I think this is a guy that if, if you're not familiar with him yet, or you don't know much about him, I think he will be a household name by the time the season's over. Um, very excited to talk, to talk to him. One of the, one of the recruiting gems of the Jim Harbaugh era. I mean, yeah. you get a guy, you know, a five-star kid like that who could have went anywhere he wanted, um, from Georgia. That's a big deal. That's a big yeah. deal. I mean, he could have went to any any of the the top SEC schools down in his footprint. Uh, his younger brother, who was a, a a big time offensive tackle prospect, went out west. Stanford, high academic kids. So, lit- I mean, literally anywhere they could have gone anywhere they wanted, and uh, you know, he picked Michigan, and it's a position of need. It's a it's a spot yeah. where they need someone to step up, and they need a they need a guy to really take it to the next level. And he's certainly ready. I thought it was funny. We asked Mozzie Smith about you know his body transformation, how he was three forty and then two ninety, two ninety five, and now he's about three twenty. And some, it was actually a fan question asked, you know, what about Chris Hinton? What's he done with his body? And Mozzie was like, his body's been fine. He's good to go. <laughs> That's why he was the five-star. He was ready the yeah. day he walked in. And, and he played. He played as a true freshman, yeah. which is not easy to do at defensive tackle. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for him, too. I think he's going to have a big year. Um, and, and, and Michigan needs him, too. Michigan needs him to have a big year, especially as they transition to what we think is going to be some semblance of a 3-4. You know, if he is – you know, give him three fifteen or three twenty now, like Mozzie Smith. That that'll work. You you can yeah. you can play a three four with a guy like that, and he's really athletic and uh, I think ready to take a neck take that next step. So excited, man! Like we keep saying, get a little more excited, a little more anxious, a little more um, just ready for for football yeah. to be here. You do realize? I know you're not as quite as big of an NFL guy as I am. The first preseason game is Thursday. That means we have football every week from here on out until February. It's a good time to be alive, man. I love it's a great it. time of year. It's a great time of it. year. Absolutely. All right, let's let's shift just a little bit. A couple topics here to talk about as we as we get ready to wrap this thing up, dude. Duncan Robinson got freaking paid. Cheers. <laughs> Homeboy is bringing in eighteen yeah. mil a year now by signing the largest contract in the history of the NBA for an undrafted player. Uh, five years, 90 million, dude. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable path that he took from being at Williams College to Michigan where he was really good, but, like, I mean, an NBA future wasn't necessarily – not necessarily. It certainly wasn't a given that he had an NBA future. Like, you know, right. 6'8", he could shoot it. He'll get a look. Maybe he'll have a cup of coffee. But now he's an everyday starter for the Miami Heat, a playoff team. He's the fastest player to ever hit. Uh, was it 500 threes or 200 threes? I think 500. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'd have, to double, I'd have to double check. Fastest player in history to hit that number of three-pointers and now signs the biggest deal in NBA history for a, for a, an undrafted player. Just, yeah. just incredible. I mean, there's I no saw, other word. It's incredible. I, I saw another stat. I think he trails only uh, – 
Steph, Stephen Curry in uh, three-point percentage, like career three-point percentage or something like that, minimum five attempts a game or something like that. I don't know what it was, yeah. but he's up there He's Sniper. up there with Curry, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah a huge surprise. Like you look at the talent – um, you know, that has come through Ann Arbor and gone. And I just didn't, you know, I, I, yeah, he was, he was a solid player at Michigan, good contributor. You're right. I thought he would get a look in the NBA. He would become a role player on some team and maybe become a bit of a journeyman and, you know, different, different teams here and there, but man, like, or maybe even it, do the overseas thing. Like that's maybe I mean, even that's, do the overseas that's thing. That's what people were right? talking about for him. Yeah. And so, yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, and he's, I don't know if you've ever watched it. He's got a podcast and he's good, man. He yeah. he's he's really funny. He's got a cool personality, smart dude, and he kind of he like he pokes fun at himself. He's like, ah, "I'm not very athletic. Like I <laughs> defense isn't that great, but dude." Right. Just just inked a 90 million dollar deal. Unbelievable. And actually uh so did Tim Hardaway Jr., so we can throw yeah. that out there too. This is not he's he's this is his second big deal, second large extension. Um, so he, he's been paid before and obviously was a, a much bigger recruit, a much bigger name at Michigan and was a higher was, was got drafted, period. So expectations were, were certainly there for him a little bit more. And then you, you throw in who his dad is and everybody's kind of like, yeah, yeah he's, he's got to be an NBA guy. Right. But that is not that is not what people thought about Duncan Robinson. But, man, he has carved out. I mean, you can call it a niche, but like he, he's he's just really good. He, he yeah. is a legitimate six, eight. That certainly helps with him not being the fastest in terms of foot speed and quickness. Like he's long. He does a good job rebounding for a, you know, for a guy who would be considered a spot up shooter. And he, he's phenomenal at moving without the ball. He's great at coming off of screens. He gets his feet set and he squares the shoulders as quick as anybody in the league. And that's why yeah. he just became a very rich young man. And it's and, just, and- and it's, he fits, a, it's a game changer. He, yeah, he fits the mold of today's NBA very, very yeah. well. And I think it's, you know, the right type of player at the right type of time. And obviously it's it's come together and, and you're right. He got paid. Dude, I, I just, I, I keep thinking about like, no, I can't. That's that's what I was going to say. Like, like I said, I, I've seen some of his stuff on his podcast. I follow him on Instagram, obviously covered him when he was at Michigan. And he just seemed like, Aside from being six eight, that's a tall freaking dude. He just seemed like a normal guy. He's just a yeah. normal guy, you know. He he, I can't. I wouldn't quite say he hit the genetic lottery like so many NBA guys have. Right. I mean, dude, when you're like six eight, two twenty, and you can LeBron. jump forty inches off the ground, like that's yeah. a freak show. He's yeah. not a freak show. He's yeah. just he's put in his time. He's worked extremely hard. Yes, he is really tall. He's he's one of the taller, you know, kind of sharpshooting guys in the NBA. Um, but still it's just, it's just an incredible story. I mean, I, I can't imagine how, you know, pumped like John Beeline must be for a guy like that. He goes out and finds him at Williams, brings yeah. him to Michigan. And, and now he's a legitimate everyday guy for a good team. And he, and he just signed a huge deal. It's awesome. I don't it's know. Unreal. I, I like the question you asked, can you imagine? I absolutely cannot. No, I can't. Ima- I, like, I don't know how you wake up the morning after like, you, <laughs> sign, right. you sign a deal like that. You probably have a good night. And then you go to bed and you wake up and you just kind of lay there in bed and you're like, damn, did I like, what, what I do just, I want to do? Right. I can. And, and, and anything, anything is the answer. Literally anything you want to do. So, oh man, life's good. <laughs> if you signed a $90 million deal, so you're, you're going to make 18 million bucks from now until next August. What's the first thing you're doing? First thing oh, you're doing. First big splurge, first big spend. What are you doing? 
You've got two I mean, kids. You've got a wife. You've got, I mean, I mean, are we talking like practical? Like I want to take care of like, you know, you, you like no. balance on a mortgage. Are you talking about no. what are you going to, okay. You're, you're first like, I'm, I'm rich as hell now. Let me do this. I mean, we are going somewhere like exotic and exclusive and we're yeah. going there for a little while and we're all just going to like kick up and cause you know how it is. I mean, you know, you're a parent, you got a young one. I got mm. two young ones, you know, it's stressful and it's not just stressful for the parents. Sometimes it can be stressful for the kids. So I would, I would pack us all up. I'd take us to somewhere beautiful and I would just kind of chill out and, you know, enjoy life for a few weeks. Fly first class. No, oh, of course. Like, I know no, there's no first class. It's, it's the PJ. It's the private jet. Oh, you know, I, we're I mean, we're, yeah, we're going, this is, yeah, yeah, of course. Why not? Okay. There's, so there's no reason PJ, not to. No, this is no waiting in line at, at the, at the no. restaurant no. or, uh, you know, no. I hope our room doesn't smell no. at the hotel. Yeah. None I feel of that. None I feel of that. That, that would be how about you that would be high on my list I mean like oh, man my 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 kids a, he's like a little young for like a a trip that long sure. like a flight, you know a six eight ten hour flight or somewhere really exotic that I'd want to go if it was like you know I don't know Tahiti or Bora Bora or yeah. you know the Maldives something like that that's a long flight for a year and a half old um but maybe maybe that would be it but if not I don't know, man. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a tool. I like, I'd probably get some sick ass car. I don't know, dude. I just, <laughs> you know, I've driven buckets for a lot of my life, dude. Yeah. I was, I was, you know, pretty humble beginnings, yeah. you know, rolled up to college with like an 89 sunbird that I bought for like 400 bucks. Great car. Um, I, I don't know, man. You know, I don't, I, I, I didn't like, I don't have like the struggle story necessarily, yeah. but like, you know, middle, middle class, blue collar. It was, it was blue collar country struggle. Yeah, you man. Know, it's it's, it's different. Yeah. So I don't know. A trip would be sweet. Um, you know, doing something awesome for my parents would be amazing. Like I've, uh, you know, they just had their 40th anniversary actually. And I wish I could have done like a lot more. We, we, me yeah. and my sister kind of went in and got them a little, a little trip, but it was, you know, a trip up north in Michigan is great. You know, you right. go up north, you got the cabin, little casino, little dinner. That's great. It's amazing. That's not sending your parents off to Tahiti or something, which right. I, I absolutely right. wish I could do for something like a 40th or 50th anniversary. So anyway, I don't know if that was a very cool answer. I said I said a car first. After right? the car. After the car. <laughs> then you'll send them off. Mom, dad, sorry. I just bought the Lambo. I got to chill for the – I got to chill on the trip for a little bit, but I got you guys. I'll, I'll hit you on 41. I'll get you there on you 41. Go. But anyway, yeah, really cool for Duncan Robinson to get that deal. And again, like I I don't know. He's probably, what, 25 at this point? Something like yeah. that. 25, yeah. 26. I just – I what a, what a day. What a day for a what dude a like that. To just What a day sign a deal and, and just be uh be king for a while. Cause that's, that's an incredible offer. I, I, you mentioned Steph Curry, that Duncan Robinson is in that, that, uh, that ballpark for a shooting percentage uh, with a minimum attempts or whatever it is. He just signed another deal for two North of 200 million. So he's doing all right too. He's doing all right. Yeah. First player been, in NBA history. Doing just, all right. <laughs> first player in NBA history to sign two $200 million deals. It's unreal. I mean, it's, it's every person I've met's getting a Lambo if I do that, probably. Exactly. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. All right, we'll finish up with a little bit more conference expansion. It's been like every day, like something else yeah. is coming out. This team's doing this. This team's checking here. It was Clemson and Florida State now looking to go to the SEC as well. Texas, Oklahoma are pretty much doing it. It's going to take some time, but like it's going to happen. Uh, Kansas coming to the Big Ten. Immediate thoughts. 
I don't know because I don't know like – I don't know if it's if it's been confirmed. I just, it's yeah. it's one of those things where like you know I saw I saw Kansas joining the Big Ten and saw that there you know could be an announcement made within a few weeks, and then I saw another report where Clemson and Florida State have you know inquired about joining the SEC. And so, as a fan, you know I sit back and I just I don't know where the hell this is all going. Like it's like it almost seems like everything is going to boil down into like two massive super conferences. And I don't know how that's going to work. Um, but it's clear that I think I might've even written an article about this not too long ago, but if you just look at how college football has changed over the last year, you know, you got the NIL stuff. Now you got expansion to the college football playoff, and now you've got conference realignment and, and, and different things happening. I think if you were to, you know, peer into the future and look at, college football six or seven years from now, it's going to be, a. I just, I, I have no idea what to expect, what it's going to look like, what the rivalries are going to be. I'm not sure. Um, and I, and I do, you know, there is a part of me that I like the traditions, man. I, I, yeah. I like the teams that are in the big 12. I like the pack. Like I like the way that things are set up. Now I get certain teams need to move for certain reasons, but I don't know, man, I'm, I'm one of those guys. I, I don't want to sound like that get off my long type guy, but I just like the way things are. I like the rivalries that are in place. And I, and I, you know, I read kind of what Kirk Herbstreet had to say about that. And, and, and I feel a lot of the same way, man. Like part of what I love about college football is those rivalries and those stories and the different things that exist in the different conferences. And I just, I'm worried that some of that might go away. Yeah. And on a specific focus with Kansas and the big 10, like, just absolutely blow at football. I mean, literally like power five, like you, they might be the worst. I mean, you could yeah. probably make that argument. They're in the discussion. Basketball, on the other hand, incredible. Uh, you yeah. know, one of the most storied programs in the country, Blue Blood for sure. You, you know, wherever you fall on, on you know, Bill Self and how they've done things over the last decade or two. But yeah. that's that's another that's another story. But, you know, it, that comes into play. The footprint that that certain university has in terms of the, the financial aspect and what they bring to the table competitively. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't, you know, I mean, football, we, we, we said it, you know, so many times, especially in the big 10, I feel like football is King, obviously yeah. it's just not, it's not a, it doesn't move the needle a lot for me I, it doesn't, know, it, on a personal level. Right. And, and especially with like, I get, you know, I get the advantage to having Rutgers in the big 10 conference, but you know, we've added Rutgers, we've added, um, uh, Maryland, Maryland you know, yeah. it, it, I just, you're right. Like they're, they're really great at basketball. They don't do anything in football. And at the end of the day, football kind of rules the day. And it just, I don't know. It, it seems like a weird fit. Like if I were to like pick out teams from different conferences that I thought might come to the big 10, uh, Kansas would not have been on that list. It just, you know, to me, it doesn't make sense as a fan. So. Yeah. And there's, there's been other things. I, I was just, I was just scrolling as you were talking, um, Brett McMurphy used to be, I think, at ESPN, right? So Kansas to the Big Ten is imminent. West Virginia talking with the ACC. Louisiana Tech and Louisiana to the Big 12. Yikes. Uh, Florida State and Clemson with the SEC. And, yeah, I mean, the, the Big 12 is pretty much crumbling. It's probably going away right. altogether. Yeah. And uh, just, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I mean, I, we, we talked a little bit about it before where I'm not going to, like, get angry over it. But, yeah, it's it's weird when you – 
Like right now, I don't even have to think. Like it's instant what teams are in what conferences. So as you start right. to change that, it gets a little weird. Like why are they going there? That's a weird fit. Geographically, it doesn't even make sense. Can you imagine those two teams now being conference foes? Like that's bizarre. It is. It's just weird. It, it rattles you a little bit. I, you know, yeah, I saw some of what Kirk Herbstreet said as well, and I'm, I'm with you. Like the pageantry, the traditions, the way it's been – you start to shake that up a little bit and you can't help but think about how weird and different it's going to look. And then, you know, NIL and the, the playoff expansion. And is there going to be pay for play at some point where the schools are actually involved? Like all these things are just completely shaking college football to its core. And we're, we're just not that many years away from something that looks completely different from how it looks now. I hope it's not like the beginning of the end. I had some concerns with that with a lot of this stuff, but you know, the almighty dollar, and yeah. uh, that's pretty really that's really pretty much all it is, honestly. I mean, you, there there are other things you could cite and that people would cite, but it's money. I mean, that's that's the driving force behind why so many changes are are taking place. So you know, yeah, do do what you want with that. Well, and and I think you know when it comes to the nil stuff, I think a lot of I think there's been a lot of coming back down to reality for a good portion of mm. kids that play college athletics. You know, when this came through, it was like, you know, shit, I'm going to start a clothing line. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try to capitalize. And I think the reality, what you're seeing is there are just like, there's very few, you know, there's a small percentage of guys who will go from college to go play NFL. Mm-hmm. There's just a small percentage of guys who, the NIL stuff is really going to be transformative for them where it's going to be, you know, almost, almost to the point where it's life-changing for them as a college athlete. Most of these guys are going to be able to make a little bit of extra change. Um, and I think it's going to help them out a little bit, you know, everything goes a little bit away, um, that they can get, but I think overall, um, you know, the NIL stuff, it just, it seemed crazy initially and now things have kind of calmed down. And I think you're kind of seeing, you know, what this thing is going to look like moving forward. Yep. A lot of what we talked about before, you know, a couple guys on every roster of the big name schools. I mean, even like the best, best, best player from like Louisiana tech, what's, what's that guy going to get? Right. You know, and I just grabbed Louisiana tech randomly because they just were mentioned in a, in a tweet there. I mean, like you can take any one of your, your picks from the, the group of five schools that aren't really, really successful. And the best player on that team is just not that marketable outside of maybe the town that they're in. Um, You know, there's a few, you, you talk about guys from the last couple of years, the Justin Fields type of player, Trevor Lawrence, um, you know, Denard from several years back at Michigan. There are some, but it's it's just not going to be that big. Like we've talked about before, if it gets to be where every school has these these, you know, these big sponsorship deals where it's blanket, you know, every player gets X amount. Right. That, that's where the game is going to be changed. And so far. I, I think still so far Miami is the only one I've heard that's had anything like that. I saw some news today. Ohio state is now letting their players officially use their, their logos and their licensing yeah. and some of the imaging like that. I, I don't know if Michigan is officially doing that, but like Daxton Hill and Aiden Hutchinson were at the M den signing autographs. They're signing winged helmets. They're signing yeah. Michigan footballs. They're wearing Michigan stuff. They're in a Michigan apparel store. So I, I don't know if Michigan just, hasn't really addressed it one way or the other. Cause I think at first it was like, they, they can't be around Michigan stuff, but right. that's, I think that's changed. I don't know if there's been an official discussion about it within the athletic department or, or with the players, but it's clear that they're not avoiting it at this point. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the MDEN is the official 
you know, partner of Michigan and they're in there signing autographs and everywhere you look, it's Michigan stuff. So I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's, it's just going to continue to change, continue to evolve. You know, the way that it's done is going to be different every year and it's going to be different at every school. And right now it's different at every state just about because the state laws are kind of driving the bus, which is also strange. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see how it continues to play out. One last thing, man, I wanted to get to, and then we'll close out. I'm sure you've seen it. I know Michigan fans have seen it. Uh, Quinn Ewers, the number one quarterback from the next class, 2022, has decided to forego his senior season and will be on the roster for Ohio State this fall. Which is so I, I had I had uh, Brennan Gulick, who runs the Ohio State Sports Illustrated site, ran, reached out to me and was like, you know, just curious, what's the what's the vibe with that? You know, what are Michigan people saying? And I was a little out of out of the loop this weekend back home, so I wasn't quite as plugged in as I normally would be, but I was like, I ah, more of the same, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Michigan's, you know, right now they're missing on guys that they want and five-star kids can't get to Columbus fast enough. I mean, like yeah. that's how I looked at it. And it just, first of all, I don't think he's going to play much if at all this year. I mean, you're talking about a kid who should be a finish, should be starting a senior year in high schools now right. on the roster at Ohio state. I'm sure he's had the playbook and he's been learning some stuff, but he's I, he's not going to be ready to go week one for sure. But he's super talented, man. I mean, the kid is dynamic arm talent. Uh, he looks goofy, but he's <laughs> you know, he's got the blonde mullet. That he does. But he, that he but that, does. But that's yeah. marketable, and he's at Ohio State, yep. and he's a quarterback, and he certainly factored into the NIL stuff. That's kind of why I wanted to bring it in because he, I mean, he straight up mentioned it in, yep. in his like big announcement as to why he was looking to go to college early, early, uh, graduate early and get to Ohio state. So it's, it's kind of an unprecedented move. You know, you see some, you see some reclassifying in basketball pretty often. It is extremely rare in football for a guy to jump ahead. So I don't know, just quick thoughts on that. As you kind of saw it come down the pike here over the last day or two, my thoughts were it just, it speaks to, this new era of, you know, not just college football, but college athletics. And again, not really sure where this thing ultimately ends up, you know, like yours yeah. is the first person to do something like this. He's certainly not going to be the last when you've got these, you know, highly rated kids who are highly marketable, who want to get on campus as soon as possible to try to take advantage of, of, you know, their, their name, image, and likeness. And, I don't know. I don't know if I feel good about it. I don't know if I feel yeah. not good about it. I, I don't know how to feel about it. I just, it's weird and it's different. And, uh, I'm an old guy, man. I don't like change. I like, <laughs> I like the comfort of knowing what to expect. So, you know, I don't know. Good for I him. Got, I got to ask, does the music, when I start the music, does it feel like I'm playing you out? Like, all right, Chris, let's, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap nah, it up. Nah, I like it. Okay. All right. I good. Like it. I said we were getting close to being done here. We're approaching the hour mark again. And uh, I, I mean, dude, I'm just, I'm loving these, man. I'm loving yeah. doing these interviews with these players. Reception has been really good across the board for people tuning in. So hopefully everybody enjoyed that. And uh, how do you feel? Do you, do you want to address your performance very quickly here after our discussion yesterday? My performance? Yeah. Oh, an- my, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> the, all the, all the fans need to know is, you know, the, uh, the world of sports media is just full of like just these snobby like you know they're they're so judgmental and i'm not saying that brandon is one of those folks but brandon might be one of those folks uh, i might be one of those folks you know i'm i'm getting there i'm learning 
Chris brought his A game today. I think we were smooth today, man. There was compared to yesterday, this show was Yeah. Top yep. notch. Yesterday was a shit show. I don't that's strong. You it is. It that I feel I feel that strongly. We didn't step on any toes today. The interview was not, smooth. Yeah. The game was smooth. I had all my sounds back. We were good. <laughs> we had a little play out music right here where I'm telling Chris that's enough, dude. We gotta go. Really good stuff, though, dude. Enjoying it every single time. And uh, we'll be back on Thursday with Chris Hinton. And uh, and then we'll, we'll continue to talk about whatever we need to talk about. Thanks for listening, everybody.